You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Christopher. Yes? You made a sound over the bump music again. I saw it. I am tired of this shit. <laughs> I'm sick of it. This lack of professionalism yes. is getting really annoying here. You're a bastard. No, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of this, <laughs> and we need to have a talk about it right now. Are you going to spank me? Yes, I am. Oh, Right here. It'll, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Foley. Sweet. <laughs> this is uh, Real Crime, number 63. We're getting old. I can't. You know what's coming up? I can't wait for that show. <laughs> six episodes. Yeah, no. Six episodes. <laughs> Every episode of this show is just leading up to that episode i think and then we're just gonna have like this cacophony it's gonna be the most beautiful thing ever and then the show's just gonna end there i think we'll just be done so six episodes six more episodes is all you get it's gonna be like the end sequence in mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah God. very fitting yeah. yeah i was thinking like cloud atlas too maybe like that that whole like blow up like all that yes. insanity going on too uh so yeah episode 63 uh, we have a really fun show planned this week. We have a beautiful guest who's sitting here waiting patiently in the green room. He's not here with us right now. He's eating candy and all the wonderful. That's more. That's what it sounds like. That's what Carl sounds like waiting in the green room right now, eating candy and pizza and all the wonderful things. Piles of Coke everywhere in the room. You get him warmed up for the show. <laughs> so we're going to be getting to that here pretty soon. However, Chris, your, your shirt is ripped. Hell yeah, dude. I, I'm ripped. Just, you're a mess. This must have been a really rough week. Uh, <laughs> did you get your, I know I'm not even going to try, I'm not even going to attempt to try a hurricane angle on this thing. I'm not going to do that shit. I'll get beat up. All right. What, what What is in the news this week? You look so rough. Please tell me. You've been on the street. You've been beating people up again to get the news this week. <laughs> It never, we, it never stops. It never stops. What, what do we have? I get my ass kicked weekly. <laughs> weekly, trying to get the news. Well, first off, we got Carl from The Real Godfather here. Yes. yes. Hey. hey. Mr. Carl, how are you? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Excellent. A um, couple quick things. Yeah. Uh, our link is finally up on projectorscreen.com. So if you visit projectorscreen.com forward slash movie sleuth, you can get 10% off any order over $200. Me and Michelle will be in Atlanta next week, September 29th through October 1st for the Atlanta Sci-Fi Film Festival. It's just you and Michelle now. Looks like it might just be me and oh, Michelle. Oh, man, I wish I could go. I'm sorry. If it's I didn't have the right. obligations, I would have probably hopped on a plane. You guys are driving, though, aren't you? No, we're You're flying. flying. I would have yeah. hopped on a plane with you guys. I'm sorry I can't go. Yeah, it's all good. So tomorrow we're getting the official trailer, the first full-length trailer for the Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie. So that will be exciting. Whee! Yeah. Um, we had it up for like a half hour today, and then they pulled it. I don't know why. What? Yeah. Uh, Luke Bassan came out today. Carl did not like this movie very much, but Luke Bassan came out today and said there's still a chance that a Valerian sequel will be made. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I thought it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, he said due to foreign markets <laughs> and fan demand, they might still be able to pull funding together for that. Yeah. It, the Stephen King movie, Jeez. took in another $60 million. It's a friggin' freight train, This dude. weekend. It's a freight train. Yeah, I'll go with that. It's yeah. at, like, $200 million domestically over, it's like, ridiculous. two weeks. It's totally insane. Where did, they, where did it come from? I know that we talked briefly about this last week for a few minutes about the hype machine on this thing, but it just... 
to me, and I think Michelle may have mentioned that last week, it just seemed to, regardless of what exploitation was going on, it seems like it just still kind of came out of nowhere. Like, just, just it just slammed into us, yeah. and now it's like the biggest thing ever. And did somebody mention that McDonald's, dare yeah. I say that, at the M word. They had that, some kind of They had some type promo. of promotion. It's an R-rated film. Yeah. That's completely insane to me. It's all about the clown. Yeah. 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 It's all about the clown. Did they do any research into that film at all? They're like, oh, it's a clown. Well, okay. Well, the movie has a clown, and we have a clown, so this would just be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Match made in heaven. Yeah. That's like my impersonation of a board meeting at McDonald's, okay. apparently. I don't know. So whatever. That's great. <laughs> Shut up, dick. Super right. size. <laughs> Super size. Super size me, please. Um, so, good. You know, hey, 10 points to the it people. They, yeah. Uh, they're, they're cleaning up on this deal. David Lynch says that there is still a possibility of a Twin Peaks season four, which is kind of amazing because they said he basically blew his wad on season three. And I'm now so the ball. he's God. saying that, you know, there's a chance three to four years from now that there could be a season four. So I don't know if I'm really going to hold him to that or not. What's he going to do until then? Paint and sell his paintings for millions and millions of dollars. I mean, it's mainly what he does yeah. typically now is paint. So does he smoke weed. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I was gonna say he's he probably better. Still, get high as shit. He better. Next couple of years. I mean, he write better. Write the next script. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, last but not least, the 1978 Superman extended cut, the Richard Donner cut, is actually getting a release on Blu-ray, which a lot of people are gonna be excited about yeah. that because that is the better cut, that's as awesome. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, in releases this week, mm. me and Carl saw this one last night. Kingsman, The Golden Circle, is yes. released on Thursday night. Wait, you guys went on a date? Yeah, yeah. I'm hot. What did you think of that, Carl? Was a circle jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it didn't live up to the hype of the first one. So with the first one, you didn't know what you were going to get. And now yeah. you know. So with that, eh, I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. But the villain didn't match up with the first movie. So yeah. yeah. That's that's where I stand on it. You know, I I can barely even remember the first because I only saw it when it came out, so I couldn't really connect the two very well. So I kind of enjoyed it, but again, you know, for me, maybe like a five or six out of ten. Yeah, um, it's middle of the road. Mm-hmm. It's, that's how I that's how I saw it, and without Samuel L. Jackson, it, it was lacking in yeah. the, in the extra character. You know, Channing Tatum didn't do it for me. Yeah, he wasn't even in it enough. Nope. And and Julianne Moore, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong, Scott? None. Okay. I'm uh, listening. Lego Ninjago movie comes out. We did not see that one yet. I'm kind of tiring of the Lego movie yeah, thing already. Yeah, give a shit about They're the Lego movies. Recycling it, but I got I got past Legos at like twelve, thirteen, and I don't yeah. need to see or hear anymore. And I'm not a <laughs> parent, so yeah, none of it matters to me. Everything uh, was only awesome once. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because they're still doing a sequel to that original, right? Yeah, they, yeah, so. Yeah. You know, the spinoffs. Well, because, you know, Lego this just announced, like, they took, like, a huge hit this last year. Like, they had, like, a 60% drop-off in Lego sales, which I think is kind of shocking because the movies always do really well. Yeah. But, yeah, so maybe the movies are doing better than the toys. Who knows? 
Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least, friend request comes out. Oh boy, can't! I saw the little um, uh, the theater last night. I saw the little the little stand up for that, which is quite creative. It's all these all little the laptops. laptops are falling out. I thought that was cute. Uh, that's the best I can say. That's but probably I, the best thing about the movie. Yeah, I was going to say that. That was the most yeah. intriguing thing about the film. I think the screening for that was tomorrow night. Correct. Are and you going to it? I will not be there. Don't. I, I saw will. the movie a year ago. Yeah, this movie has been like literally like floundering for like three years now. To get a box office release? Yeah, the <clears throat> the main star in it is actually um, the chick from Fear, the walking, Fear the walking Dead. And this movie got made like right before Fear the Walking Dead premiered so you know you've got two seasons and two seasons of that behind us uh-huh. with this film just sitting on a shelf and then it was released overseas last year so i actually watched an online copy of it and the movie is horrendous it's, <laughs> it's literally the epitome of terrible horror but it's got movie. star power behind it now that's why they released it yeah yeah they're thinking we're going to cash in on it a little bit it's basically a retread of the ring almost but using social networking instead. oh boy that's so. oh, i can't wait yeah, please wait. <laughs> so, so, that's... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. Um, I was going to say, Cabin in the Woods. Now, that was a movie that was delayed because of box yeah. office and studio issues with Chris Hemsworth. But since that movie filmed, he blew up with Thor. Mm-hmm. And that was an excellent movie, and it worked out. Yes. This film... Uh, no. Yeah, it's It's... Oh, friend request denied. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Suggested viewing this week. Chris, let's start with you. I'm going to go with American Vandal on Netflix. Did you like that? You saw it. I started. That's I'm like a parody type film or something. Well, it's or? crazy. It's filmed like a real crime show. Yeah. But it's about a kid that spray painted dicks on 27 cars in the Why school parking lot. Why have I not lot. seen this yet? It's like my favorite thing to do. It's hilarious, dude. Not because for real. It's like they're on. They're solving the mystery, and you know they're just like interviewing teachers and the principal. And the credit scene is filmed just like a beginning of like Dateline, the really dramatic music and you know profile pictures of everybody. And it's presented like it's a real yeah. thing, but it's gotta, all about a prankster that. to high school that Dude, spray painted so dicks on all these cars. I got to watch that. So the A-type person to me wants to know why 27 cars? Because that's what was in the parking lot. So he just spray painted dicks, big red dicks on every car in the parking lot. Even the red cars? All of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different shade of red, so okay. you still see it. Yeah. Uh, 50 uh, shades of red. 27 uh, shades uh, of red. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I have to see this. Yeah, it's good. Just to say I saw it. How about yourself, Carl? Eat the mic. Get a little... Not not literally. No, no, no. no. He's gagging. Gagging. I'm sorry. I should have said that. You okay? (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, what would I say is... For me, personally, and this is going to be odd and out there, Blade Runner. Because, obviously, October 6th, we're going to see the next one, Yep. and I want to get my feet wet with the original once again. So I was a kid when I saw it, and and now I'm a big kid, but forget that. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the beauty of it rather than looking at it as a kid going, he's not Han Solo, because that's what 
I went through. We it. all went yeah. through that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So you know, I I kind of didn't give it a fair shake, and then with Indiana Jones, so I want to see Harrison Ford for Harrison Ford and appreciate it for what it is. And now that Han Solo is dead, yeah. you, spoiler. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I. I d- I've done the same thing in like the last month. I watched Blade Runner again just because I knew, you know, this is coming. Uh, 2049 is coming. And um, I wanted to, you know, refresh myself again yeah. to pick up all the great Easter eggs we're going to get. Exactly. Undoubtedly, we're going to see that. So that's a that great pick. I watched two nights ago. Um, Amber, we made dinner. And Amber said, let's watch a movie on Netflix. So, and it wasn't like a Netflix and chill thing either. We're pretty much like an old married couple, so that shit never even happens anymore. So, like Netflix and just eat, whatever you call it. So we watched this film called... <laughs> Netflix and eat. <laughs> Netflix and eat. That's what we did. Uh, Little Evil. She didn't I'm, complain. No, no. Oh. <laughs> See, Little, I, this guy should be on here every week. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Little Evil, we ended up watching because it was an amber pick, right? So it's got to be something that's kind of cute. Um, and while I found it to be, it, it's a total homage. It's a total homage film. It's like there, you could just see all of its influences. They were like worn right on their sleeve. Um, however, it was fun. I, I had a lot of fun watching this. You know, it's it deals with very serious subjects, like The Omen did. Um, and that's I mean I'm not that, that's not spoiling anything at all. Um, but there's you can a lot of pick that up from the marketing. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, but there's a lot of other great things within the film once you watch it. And the beauty of it too is that you know it's one of those ones I like where if you're on the fence about it, it isn't that bad of an investment of time. It's only an hour and twenty long, so you know even if you don't like it, you're not really losing a whole lot of time on the movie. Uh, but there's some pretty hilarious shit that goes on. Plus, there's a monster truck in it, which I was really happy about that. That that was pretty cool. Uh, Oh, sorry, I forgot that you like monster trucks. I like monster trucks. And it was actually a monster truck that I knew. Because monster trucks have had their appearances in movie history. And as a monster truck nerd, I picked those things. I'm like, I know that truck. I know who owns that truck, too. What the hell, right? So the one in the movie, I actually knew who it was, too. I was like, oh, I know. The, yeah, that chick who owns that thing. It's pretty cool. So there's a lot of little fun things. The movie's a lot of fun. Some great dialogue. It's not what you'd expect. It's, you think it's a kid's movie? No. 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 It, I'm going to check it, this out. It, it, it it looks like a kid's movie. It feels like a kid's movie, but the dialogue, once you get into it, it is not a kid's movie. I, I don't even know what the rating was, but it's on Netflix. So pretty easy to pick up and watch. And like I said, it isn't too much of an investment of time also if you want to just give a little evil a chance. And that's my pick for the week. Sweet. Why are you playing with your phone? Put your fucking I'm phone looking down. some um, investigating. Investigating what? I just gave you porn. all the information. I'm looking at porn. Oh, Okay. <laughs> just be honest and say what you're doing. You're, you're not it's working. Porn. It's all porn. So, all right. <laughs> that is the sound of our guest. <laughs> Mr. Carl from The Real Godfather. Um, tell us, I mean, let's just dive right into this. Because uh, I know we we got a lot of other crap we want to cover here. Yeah, too, we're so good. Let's dive into this. So this is a site. Yes. Much like much like the movie Sleuth, what we do here. Yes. Um, when did you start this? Um, I started this back in the very end of March, beginning of April. Okay. Um, I got into this industry with, um, well, let's see. It's back in 2012 is when I started writing, and that was for a site called uh, Film Obsession. Okay. And I don't consider myself a writer, but I was invited, and... Um, 
I said, okay, I'll give this a shot. So who knew? I loved it. So this is just talking to people. I love movies. I've always loved movies. And I did that. And, um, just this year it was time for change. And, um, with the support of my family, um, I decided to go in a different direction and start a site. And the hardest thing I, I had to deal with was coming up with a name and I, cause you, you're stuck with it. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I fought with it. And, um, every time I thought of something, I'd check it out and, oh, someone else already thought of that. Yeah, so, yeah. um, on a Sunday afternoon, I was stuck on the word real and was watching TV and something came on about the Godfather. And I said, the real Godfather. <laughs> so immediately I go check it out. It's available. I slept on it for a night and was worried that someone yeah. would swoop in. Yes, overnight I, I was so worried, and it's a it's an irrational fear, but yeah. that's the fear I had. So that next day, I said I still like it and kicked it around with the family, and you know was kind of trying it out. And um, it's a little long, but whatever. I decided to go with it, and I jumped in, and that was done. Then it dawned on me I need a logo. So the work never stops. Um, and I, I grabbed some things and tried out some stuff. And You're wearing a shirt, too, aren't oh, you? Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> I have a shirt. This is actually a one-of-a-kind. Um, uh-huh. Funny story, you can't see this on the podcast. No. But um, the font is actual Godfather font from yeah. the Paramount movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, Paramount did not like the idea of me having this font. Seriously? In, in the movie world. Yes, yep. They were... Um, they reached out to me, even though there's a ton of other sites out there with the same font. Yeah, Paramount knew I existed down the line, and um, they were well, very they were very nice about it. So the legal team reached out, and um, we talked about it. Everything was fine except the font, so I changed the font, and so it's a little bit different now. But um, I sent it back to them, and I said, "How does this look?" And um, I said, "Thank you for making me an offer I couldn't refuse." <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. And uh, the guy responded, the Don approves. So, <laughs> so like I said, they were good about it. And, well, you at know, least they have a sense of humor right, ex- about exactly. it. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. For a legal team. Yeah, they were very nice. And yeah. uh, and the last thing I want to piss off was Paramount Pictures. So, yeah. um, And being that I'm just started out, it's not like I have merch all across the globe yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a blessing in disguise. So that, I mean, it was a one day that I had to change everything around and I did and went from there so um it, it, it's been a um, interesting learning curve being I've done this in the past but now it's all on me so um all the decisions and have, have you brought other writers on or is it just you right now? just me right now as yeah. I try to steer my identity and um work on some things I don't want to throw anyone else into the fire yeah I want my message to be um heard felt read whatever so Oh, and this is, I mean, this is a very new thing still. I mean, you said March, April this year. So yes. you're talking, this is brand new pretty yep. much. Brand new. And uh, it's 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 fun. I don't regret one minute of it. So um, I well, really I th- like it. I think sometimes when you're doing stuff with other people, that can kind of hold you back, you know, and you kind of want to get out there and do your own thing, especially if you're not ecstatic about what you're doing with the other people. Sometimes you just got to throw throw yourself in the fire and just fucking go for it, you know? Well, on your own. Yeah, yeah. What that's what I'm saying. On your own. Yeah, the, the thing that I find the most difficult is trying to watch a different, wider variety of movies. 
Mm-hmm. I personally like a certain type of movie. And there's lots of films out there. And there's some that I have to make myself say, okay, you need to go see this and give it a try. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, so it's, it's just the way it is. And, and, and that's where having another writer or two would come in handy. Right. But I'll worry about that down the line. So Yeah, give it a year and let yep. it expand and then start bringing people in. Right, you know? right. Well, that was, I know that's one of the reasons that, you know, when Chris and I talked about my contractual agreement to uh, the movie Sleuth and Real Crime, when we, had, <laughs> when, he, when we had our lawyers sitting down in this big meeting room, that was one of the things that I brought up in our discussion was, you know, one of the things I want to get involved here is because I do want to expose myself to different types of cinema. Because, yeah, I have a certain type of, you know, arena that I like to be in when it comes to films that I'm comfortable with. Um, even to this day, I know myself, I it, it's and it's more difficult nowadays because... I look at it like this. For example, like that movie Little Evil, right? Um, I looked at it, I'm like, do I want to lose an hour and a half on this? Right. Because, I mean, it, films, that's one of the things with films is they are a real investment of time. To do it right, you have to sit there and pay attention. And you really have to try to, if you really want to understand the film, right? I know with music, for example, that's another good, you know, another thing that obviously I'm into a lot. Um, you could put a record on and just like, you know, do the dishes, do things like that. But with movies, you actually have to sit down and pay attention. So that is an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half, possibly three hours of your life in some situations that you're dedicating to something. And it isn't always going to go good. You're going to you're you're going to get irritated sometimes. Right. That's the challenge, um, I think, of working in well, being a, re- a, a critic movie reviewer is that, you know, I think you should expose yourself to everything. And I'm happy, at least in my, from where I'm coming from, where I'm at now with this ragtag motley crew of people that we, <laughs> that I work with now, um, that I have exposed myself to a lot of different things. Um, and I haven't liked it all. I haven't. And that, but, I, but I, one of the things I have learned is that, you know, and we, we're all pretty staunch on that here and at this, in this arena, you know, there, there have been some days. I think some films really do deserve to be drugged through the mud. <laughs> there's, there's some bullshit out no there. Doubt. There no is doubt. some bullshit out there. Kidnapped. Like, okay, what do you, you, you literally. I didn't see it. Kidnapped? Yeah, kidnapped. Yeah. Really? Halle Berry. Money grab. Okay. Horrible yeah. film. I mean, I just, but I think, you know, as a, I look at it from more on the writers and the director's standpoint, like, what group of people were you involved with here where they gave you the backup to say, this is a great idea? Put the money, put the time into this thing. Uh, and again, I think that's all a matter of, you know, in the eye of the beholder, too. Like, what I may think is ridiculous, somebody may think is incredible. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of the challenge here of that is just to, yeah, to expose yourself. And I think that's sounds like that's one of your number one goals, to yeah. expose yourself to all types and different types of cinema. Yep. I, you know, a good example, my favorite genre is horror. Okay? Mine, too. Yeah. That's, I love horror. Because of that, I'm also very rough on those films because I expect a lot. So rarely do I give movies high marks for that. One thing I hate, subtitles. I I prefer not to read my movies because there's so much going on. Um, Having said that, now that I'm opening things up, I'll, I'll look at those movies. And a movie in 2014 that I was very thankful that I took the time to watch and read was Good Night, Mommy. Yeah. I I thought that was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's and a total trip, too. It, 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 yeah. it really is. you got to watch it, and you don't see certain things coming. 
and yeah. there wasn't it wasn't dialogue heavy, which the reading me liked that. So yeah, see, I don't mind subtitles at mm-hmm. all, just because I find a lot of original horror films, original horror films that are foreign are a lot better than what we get domestically. Let the right one in. For yeah. Example, a newer They're one. much I, scarier. Oh, They're, you dude. know, they get much more dense in the stories. It's not all just about slashers, stuff like that. I'm so. getting, I'm getting better these days with that because, and Amber hates me for this stuff because I watch everything with subtitles. Now, even English films, I put on the closed <laughs> caption shit just because I don't, you know, and this is, I think this has always been a natural phenomenon with films is like, you know, they'll do a take and, you know, it may be the best take, but there may be a word that may have been flubbed there kind of, you know, I mean, that they don't, the actor or actress delivered something and it just, my ears don't take it the same way. Right. So I've been using closed caption, I guess, with English films, just as a, as a, as a I don't sit there and watch them the whole time, but I want to know what's being said. Because that one word, and I've had this happen before, that one word might throw the entire thing off for me. I might have missed something by not getting all that information with the yeah. plot, right? Yeah. So I I do that. With, but that to your point, is just that is I've got that's gotten me a lot more comfortable with watching you know all types of different films with subtitles. So I do it all the time now. It's crazy. Well, it's interesting that you say that with American films watching the you know the closed caption yeah i've actually talked to a few people um in the last year that do the same thing as you yeah Yeah. so one day maybe i'll put on my big boy pants and try that (laughs) maybe it's it's just because my ears suck from years of abuse to base just which low end my ears are just completely fried so i don't hear anything anymore but i mean it does it is a good thing but yeah there and like michelle and andrew who also come on the show here and there um they they just live like I Michelle lives in Japanese horror. I mean, I, she, she worships Japanese horror. Uh, Andrew will watch anything. I don't think there's anything Andrew really hasn't seen. Um, so you know they're they're very much exposed to this type of thing, and they, they don't they're very comfortable with that. But I do understand where it's like, oh man, you know, do I? And it's tough. It's tough. Um, one of my favorite examples. Uh, there's this old band that I worship, and they had they had a documentary that come out years ago, uh, and I bought it. I'm like this is great. Now, this is all in German, okay? Which German in and of itself is a very verbose language, very chatty. You know, lots of words for what's much more simple in English. So what would probably be an hour twenty, hour thirty documentary here in English is an easy three hours plus in German. <laughs> so we're sitting there, Matt, picture yourself three hours. And I mean, I'm totally into it because I love this band, right? Uh, but like about two and a half hours in, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I, I like that record. Move on. Oh, fuck. Move on. Move on you <laughs> move know? Along. I just want move this to along. be over with. So it can be taxing at times. You know, it can it can beat you up after a while. So I, I know the feeling, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's... Um, it's a definite phenomenon, but you know that's what you're saying, though. That's where you know exposing yourself to all these things comes into play, and that is the ch- I think that is the number one challenge to, to be a rounded, I think a, a rounded person when it comes to cinema like that. It, you can have your favorites, I, you know, and like we just said, horror, horror. I guess I'm in the horror sci-fi thing. I don't know, you know, it's a, it kind of all mixes together. In a lot you of know, situations. like I remember starting off our site at the beginning and feeling like constant pressure of having to 
be well rounded when yeah. it was just me like oh shit i've got to cover horror i've got to cover sci-fi i've got to cover drama i've got to cover comedy and i'm not a big comedy guy yeah so like i would always find myself just like tearing apart comedy films because yeah. they were just never that good what i was watching but that's the one thing that i like about having more people now is that i can take a whole weekend if i want to watch four or five movies to review all of them i can just center in right on the horror movies i want to see yeah. That's the one nice thing. So yeah. so you're taking this all on yourself, though, right now. Yes, correct. So, I mean, I mean, I guess the qu- the first question is, how many movies do you watch in a week right now? I mean, it's and, and I'm sorry, if it's if it's a bad question, just tell me to shut my mouth. No, head, it's, but... it's fine. Um, not not a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. three movies a okay. week. So, and, I, and I try to write reviews on everything I watch. Now, I do watch some j- just for fun. Right. But uh, three. Uh, three's a good number. Um, just don't have a lot of free time, so yeah, it's it's a it's a tough run. I mean, I know it, it astounds me, and I mean, Chris has been you know been doing this thing for three hundred years now. I mean, <laughs> since I was born, since you were born, I don't know. Um, but it does astound me, like because we have like our our chat board that everybody kind of posts their stuff to and whatnot, or they report what they're doing, and it kind of amazes me to this day. And they might there's a handful of people that do this thing now, um, just the sheer volume. That's coming in. Yeah. And it's never enough for Chris. It's never enough. There's always got to be more. There's always got to be more. We can never please this bastard sitting here in front of us right now. Uh, But it does amaze me, like, you know, the sheer volume of stuff I see just coming in and going to the site. Uh, You know, and that's, yeah, I think a lot of people just do like one a week. Yeah. yeah, Some people do one a month. You know, it really depends on what, you know, they can handle. Yeah. Because like you said, life is busy. Right. You can't always be... On the computer, unless you're me. <laughs> yeah, you live on the computer. Oh, dude, it's bad. It's really bad. It's, it's really bad. So, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that, you know, last year I kind of got caught towards the end of the year um, because I was fortunate enough to be, become part of a, a thing called Detroit Film Critics Society. And oh, yeah. I wasn't prepared for the commitment involved. And, and by that, I mean, when December, well, November rolled around, uh, so many movies were being shipped to the house yeah. to watch. So I had to shut myself off from the world, and I was trying to get through five, six, seven movies because throughout the year I, I kind of took an easy approach. Yeah. And now this year I'm learning from that, so I've watched a lot of movies along the way, so it shouldn't be as impactful at right. the end of the year. So as I go, you learn. And that was a big learning experience for me. Well, Michelle just became part of that, which we talked about last night. So I'm wondering if she's prepped for that, too. Uh, Words can't do it justice. Yeah. Michelle's a tank. Yeah. She can do anything. (laughs) I told you already, like, I'm her biggest fan. We love you, Michelle. There's not much that Michelle can't do, I don't think. And I think she'll be able to handle the workload. I mean, that's her passion. Um the one thing I, you know, when you're getting into something like this and the, what you're doing right now, I know, and I'm just trying to equate kind of when I got into, you know, working with Chris on this thing and you're doing this all on your own. One of the things that when I came into this, I mean, I've always been a movie buff. I've always loved movies. I've always, you know, but I never considered myself like an you know, you know, expert. I still don't. Yeah. I, and I, I, you know, I, that's one of the things I think I have learned from this too, because when I came into this, I'm like, okay, what kind of people are, am I going to meet in this crew of people? You know, am I going to just get... And you know, I won't lie. There's been a, you know, Andrew's the man. We, <laughs> he's the man in our crew here. Um, 
because you really can't bullshit that guy. I mean, he knows all the facts down to the freaking casting director, the you know the the, the clothing or when the freaking costume. He, yeah, he knows full history shit. on these people. Yeah. So you know, we've had conversations, and Andrew's one of them. And I mean, I mean all this from a really, really like you know tip of the hat type of thing, um, where I've been like, well, yeah, I heard this, and no, you're wrong, and I'm yeah. like, and then next 15 minutes i will be schooled and that's the thing is i'm not going into this thing with any type of ego behind me at all it's like i'm here to learn andrew right? is a walking encyclopedia of film and yeah, that's just but, all there is to it you but know the, but the question is you know have you have you run into have you had to mix up i mean in a society of that sort i can only imagine that's going to be more the wine and cheese crowd anyways where oh, you're yeah. going to be really dealing with people who really get into the technical ideas yeah, yeah because you talk to some people and they're like, oh, I love director blah, blah, because his lighting looks like this. And I'm like, lighting? I, I never <laughs> looked at the lighting, you know? Right, and right. So people see things in different ways. Yeah. Um, it, it took a while to get used to, but um, I, I now, I can tolerate it. So I used to look at them and say, oh, they're just trying to, to handstand and show off and yeah. talk about things or make themselves appear above you. But right. They truly like those things, and so be it. You know, I, you know, I, I watch. For example, last night Kingsman, Matthew Vaughn. He has a distinct, oh yeah, way that he does things. So yep. you know, that's that's his thing. I know that um, a lot of people would know it, but some wouldn't, and they might look at me like you're weird. But you know, you can't watch the Kingsman and not think about Kick Ass, right? Right, because exactly. they exist in that that same c- cinematic style, basically. Yeah. Where violence is beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. what I I know myself. I've learned probably the most in the last couple of years here is just that. You know, I've really, I've always appreciated directors, but I've really gotten into, like, you know, I've had to go back, like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. We've done a show on Paul Thomas Anderson, and I've watched a handful of his films. But then, you know, Andrew, I'm going to keep bringing this guy <laughs> up again, I guess, but him and I had this conversation. like, what, you haven't seen Boogie Nights? You know, what the hell's wrong? I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. You haven't seen The Master? No. Right. He's like, you got to see these movies. And I sat and and it was great because I did. I'm like, okay, I got to find all these movies and sit down and watch all this stuff. Right. And I did. And I'm better for it. Totally better for it, man. And I'm glad I did. And now I have to, I get to look forward to what these guys are going to put out in the future. Right. So that makes you a huge fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm that, I'm a Star Wars fan too. So Yeah. 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 I will oh, never boy. relinquish my Star well, Wars. Let me leave the room now so you guys can just riff all night on oh, Star Wars. We could talk about we could do a whole show on Star Wars. Oh yeah, we'll yeah, we should do that in the future. I would I would be down. I think that. we've only ever done one full Star Wars show. So there's, there's just so much to cover. That. That's the yeah. problem. I, yeah. I think that's our problem with I think that's why we haven't done it just yet. It's just that it's just too much material. The universe is so vast and ma- and massive. And I, I love that they have creative control over the universe, even down to the novels, you know. It, it's gotta pass a certain criteria to get made a lot of people are really upset about like the control kathleen kennedy has over the brand now and i'm like no you have to have one entity that's in control the same way lucas was you need to have somebody there that's maintaining you need consistency consistency and make yeah make sure the galaxy is all fluent because like this han solo movie thing when they kicked what's his dick off of directing there was a reason for that he they or the the two they were trying to make a comedy, make a, a Han Lego Solo movie. comedy. Woo. Yeah, 
and it would not work. Star Wars fans would revolt at the thought of an actual comedy. I'm fine. Change it up a little bit. But when you're throwing slapstick into Star Wars, it's not going to work. I think there's always been through all the films, there's always been a little you got to have a little just peppering of that. I think we've, we there's always yeah. a little well, yeah. giggle at funny things. Right. But yeah, a full blown comedy. It wouldn't have worked. This is not. Yeah, this is a serious. I, we know this fucking story. I don't think. Yeah. There's, yeah I, I don't know how to really put, put it into words. But, you know, one thing that makes me think about, though, because uh, there is this control over this universe with Star Wars. And, you know, as we know, with Star Wars, especially, there is a gazillion people trying to get their hands on that thing to do something to get their piece of it. Right. Alien, that universe you know, and the and the and the Yacha <laughs> universe, the Predator, right? Because we know they're they're married in a lot of ways now too. Yeah, I've watched. I don't think they have that kind of control, and I don't know if you're a big Alien fan or no, not. Oh, absolutely. Because um, I've been, I'm a nerd for that stuff too. And there are novels flying out all the time. There are comics flying out all the time, and there are all these alternate universes out there and i don't know every little nook and cranny of this but it's a lot of stuff that i've seen i'm like that don't make any sense yeah well it's non-canon and that's what star yeah. wars needed to reestablish. what yeah. was canon what wasn't yeah so. and it's like yeah we're, we're <laughs> this <laughs> is screwing me up here i mean what what's the real story here i just want to know what the damn story is um i have a handful of tons of books on you know the 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 mini novels yeah they're the big novels with their three or four big stories and whatnot and they're these and you know some actually hit the mark where they're like okay it's a story that's kind of like well it's another thing we're going here to just deal with some shit yeah okay, okay fine i can deal with that that's cool you know but what I, mean? I, I think the big problem with covenant was the fact that it played like fan fiction it yeah. didn't feel like it was really connected to the universe we're gonna shit on me. covenant all right great here well, we go you got into alien for a minute no, so just for a minute yeah, yeah yeah i know it's like your that's your forte now you have to you have to shit on covenant well me and carl were at covenant together too oh and we both yeah we both like yeah. looked at each other and did one of these eye roll things at the end of it it was eh. well do we want to okay do we want to just go on to the next thing <laughs> Yeah, because that that's a 2017 movie. Now I I think you put well the actual thing on the monitor here is faves of 2017. Yeah, so this would definitely not be in there. Let's run down some of our favorite movies of 2017. Yeah, so far because you know we're we're kind of getting towards the end of the year, and yeah. there's you know Three there's a quarters. handful of things. That, yeah, yeah. Carl, did you see Mother or no? I did not see. Instantly, I'm gonna say that's one of my favorites of 2017. Just because it's so fucking insane, I've never seen anything like this before. But you the, love the director, so I love Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, this is a completely this is a break from the even the norm for him. You know, this movie well, is strange. There's no straight narrative to it. The sound design, the sound design in this movie is loud as shit, loud as shit, and it's crazy. But Jennifer Lawrence is so good. In this movie I mean, everybody's too. great in the film. Now, I did do some reading. I saw the film last night. I did do some reading today, and there are a few things that maybe maybe laugh. Like you know, Javier Bardem was like, I you know what? I'm on. I was on set. I didn't know what the hell was going on half the time. He's like, I don't speak very good English as it is. Right. You know, which you couldn't tell in the film. He just he delivers so brilliantly. I love that guy. But he, even he's like, yeah, he's like, I didn't even know what was going on. Like I just. 
was confused. It's and that's one really of those the, movies. It's that's not the mood of the straight film. lace. You need to actually, after you see this movie, it's one you have to read on and figure out really what it's all about. I mean, I know I had, I, and we're not going to talk about any of the details, but I yeah. know, I mean, I had my ideas that we talked about before the show here. Um, and I, yeah, I, I did come home and I kind of sat down and said, okay, what the hell's going on here? And I did, I did round off my suspicions on what yeah. was being, what Darren was trying to tell, you know, the story he was trying to tell. Um, I will put it up there myself also. Sorry, you're not, sorry, Carl, you haven't seen it yet, but I'll put it up there <laughs> with one of the highlights this year so far. Maybe not my favorite. No, but it don't, it's... It, but it don't, ha- I don't have to like it that much for it to be a highlight because it may not be something I'm in love with, but goddamn, like you just said, it's different. Well, and you think so about different. it. See, I like a movie that makes me go home and oh, think about oh, it yeah. and research it, you know? So, Carl, give us one of your favorites of 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go my favorite movie. I think my favorite movie this year has been Get Out. So I love that movie. Me too. It was different. I haven't and, seen that yet. Oh, it was, and it was fun. And I, I like every aspect of it it was well acted it was well written everything top to bottom i was a big fan and it's one of the ones that has really been getting great reviews like right all across the board people are like this is a fantastic movie um was this the movie now there was this big hoax that happened this week with john carpenter of all people i don't know if you guys saw this michelle i think put something up on the devil's website somewhere um where John Carpenter went on this rant about who who directed Get Out? Does anybody know off the top? Of it was their Jordan head? Peele. Jordan yes. Peele. Yeah, I, I thought it was Get Out. It was Get Out. Uh, John Carpenter went online on a rant about you know Get Out. Basically, Jordan Peele owes everything to me for that movie. But I heard that that was not true. Really? So I, I never. Heard, I heard. I heard it was it. a complete hoax. Somebody was. It, it was a parody site wrote the article. Okay. So, yeah, just to stray. I didn't know if you knew that or not. No, okay. I did not. A parody site wrote the article because I, Michelle, actually, of all people, she put something up, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm her biggest fan, so <laughs> I read all of her posts on Facebook, and I'm like, ooh, and I read, I'm like, John Carpenter? What the hell? And, yeah, it was a bitch fest. I'm like, this doesn't sound like Carpenter to me. He's usually kind of, I mean, I, he's historically, he's he's had his opinions. Yeah, but which he's he not an egomaniac No, like he's that. not, um, but, you know. And then, sure enough, it did pop out, and that was the film that he was directing that at. So, yeah, I haven't seen Get Out myself. What did you like about it? I mean, what? What? It's it's different. I mean, when you sit down to watch it, it it's got a different pace to it, and mm-hmm. um, the things they deal with. Well, and you haven't seen it, so you won't know this, but it's it's a scarier film to me personally than it might be for well because of the cultural yeah. elements of it. Yeah, okay, exactly. All right. So, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes you think twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's something I can identify with, and a lot of people can now with how things are. And, yeah. Uh, but I, I think that part of it, and then with the well-placed humor in the movie for certain things, because things happen that you as a person would say, I would treat this this way. And someone says that on film, you're like, thank you. Finally, a film is yeah. made with people doing things that you would do. So um, it's relatable. Yeah. And it's horror, but it's very, um, how would you say it? It's like very, uh, general audience can go watch his horror because nothing really that uh, traumatic or terrible or gory happens in the movie. A few things towards the end happen, but... 
general audiences could really enjoy this because it's almost like an extended episode of the Twilight Zone in a lot of ways. It really is. Yeah. But yeah, the acting in that movie, holy shit. I didn't know Jordan Peele had that in him. Yeah. I can't wait till his next movie. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing next, but they were talking about him directing the live action Akira. Well, he's got, I think they said they're going to try to do three films based on, he's got some ideas. Okay. So three films that are based similar to this, but different. So we won't know what we're going to get until we see it. But uh, I'm excited for the potential. Me too, because Get Out, I've seen it like five times now. And it's one of those movies that you always notice something that you didn't notice the last time you watched it. Yeah, the second time I watched it, I was like, duh. So (laughs) with some things, you know, there were some obvious things, markers that you didn't see because you weren't looking. Right. I'm going to go off script here for a second. Was yeah. Green Room was a 2017 movie. No, no, no. 2015. Okay, I, I, 15? Yeah. How come? But yeah. It, it was released in 16 theaters. It was okay. Last year, but it all right, was. All right, 15. forget I said that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll edit that out. Never mind. I'm, let me pick another one from my <laughs> I list I love that movie. It's a cool flick. It, it is a cool um, flick. You know what? I'm going to throw this one up. Let's stay on the horror trip for a second. Yeah. The Void. Oh, dude, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Did you see the void? No, dude, you gotta see it. Yeah, totally cool. I, I I've been told about that. I've read about that. It is just, it's so simple. Go ahead. So I was just gonna say, yeah. for me, watching horror movies at home, um, with my wife present, is like trying to watch porn. Okay. Because I have to do it when she's gone to bed, and <laughs> headphones on, <laughs> in the corner with the Vaseline in the closet. <laughs> yeah. The dog staring at me. So <laughs> the peanut butter. Yep. Oh yeah. god, god. So yeah, that's Let's ease him in here. Don't yeah. go don't go so hard on Carl yet. <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 not like that. Not like that. No. Oh god, I'm fucking this all up. Never mind. Keep so, going. Yeah, so it's it's tough for me to watch those. I would sit home all yeah. day and watch a horror movie and, and that's one of the ones. So yeah. I have to find time alone to watch it and It's so cool. Yeah. It's so simple. It's so simple, but it's very Lovecraftian, which we've been talking about yeah, this a lot lately. Dude, totally. Just crazy ass practical effects All practical. the entire movie. So natural, so organic looking, disturbing as hell. With those, like we were just talking about though, just enough little bits. It's not, it, it is not, it's an oppressive film. There's there's nothing oh, yeah. really happy about the film. There's just these little things that you, you, you'll see here and there that make you kind of go, <laughs> You know, because, you know, and you need that, I think. I think any, it does, I like that in films of that sort where the apocalypse is basically coming. Because, you know, you, you know, Cloverfield is one of those where, you know, it's just the fucking world's ending, for Christ's sake, basically. Uh, but there's just all this kind of funny things happening here and there from this, you know, a different viewpoint. Right. So, I mean, The Void has that on a very much more microscopic level, I think. But, dude, I... W- it was just, it was an easy one. I'm like, th- those are the films I like to watch because I know what I'm walking into. And yeah, I know this is kind of, the risk isn't there. Come on, you're not being, you're not being edgy enough. No, I like to see a, this is going to be awesome. I'm watching this. It's going to be the shit. I can't wait and I'll watch it again. And that was The Void. Totally, totally yeah, awesome. Yeah, like movie. if you're into like older, like 80s horror, like reanimator stuff looks, like that, yeah. then you will adore I mean, it. It even looked that way. Like the, just it, 
felt that way. The yeah. film, it was, it just had that hue to it, like that same look. I don't even know how to describe it because I'm not that smart, but it's, <laughs> it just looked great. And yeah, totally sit down and watch that, Carl. You you will not regret it. You'll love it. Now we published a little blurb yesterday about how 2017 was kind of like the return of horror, and really. I mean, we're already talking about two or three horror movies, yep. and I'm going to mention another one, Split. Yes. Dude, oh, yeah, that was on my list, phenomenal. too. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, this, like, made James McAvoy, like, grade A, top-notch, like, oh. the biggest star ever. And his acting in this movie, if he does not get an Oscar nomination for Split, I will fucking split my pants and shit <laughs> on this floor right now. Because he don't, don't, don't no, I won't. Please but don't. seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that movie is yeah. perfection. Yeah, and that was an M. M. Night Shyamalan. Ding dong. He did it now he too. Did it, yeah, he did it too. <laughs> <laughs> but that brought him back too. I think. Yeah. I mean, that really did kind of put. You know, I'm like, oh, he could still do a fucking wicked movie like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, he's so hot and cold. Yeah, he is. He really is. Um, but that movie, yeah, it was beautiful. And that was one of the ones you're like, Scott, you need to watch this like tonight, dude. And you gave me the Blu-ray and I came home and I was like, oh my God, this movie rules yeah. so hard. And it, I mean, it's it's complicated. There's a bit of, it's, you know, it, it moves like, you know, M. Night does sometimes with his movies. Um, but it all makes sense. It works. Um, and yeah, it's fucking disturbing too. <laughs> it's tough. To, it's tough. Yeah, I totally have that on my, li- my list. Well, the funny thing was, and I mean, by now everybody's seen it. I was watching this movie and I was getting tones of Unbreakable the entire time I'm watching it. And as it starts to get towards the end, I'm like, this isn't a horror movie. This is a villain backstory. This is an origin. And I actually kind of figured it out before it ended. And then the Bruce Willis thing happens. I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Sorry, people. But everybody's <laughs> oh, yeah. seen it. And we've talked about this at length by yeah. now. We, so. we have. Yeah. So that, yeah, that movie was totally awesome, Chris. Yep. I'm glad you mentioned that. What about you, Carl? So let's go with, um, wow. I, you know, you talk about Split. I'm just stuck on that movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I need to watch it good. again. I need to watch it again. Um, I'm going to go with something fun. John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, yes, didn't see it. You guys go ahead. Yeah, I mean it, it. It picks up just where the first one left off as far, and just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It was there was so much beautiful action on the mm-hmm. screen, and uh, you know Keanu Reeves. You make fun of him for a lot of things, but his John Wick roles are great. Yeah, so you know. I went into this one like not expecting it to be that good, but then I loved it. And I like how the pacing is just a little bit different than the first. Like they you would expect one of these sequels to normally be a copycat of the previous one. This one yeah. really isn't a copycat. It just further extends the mythos of his character. Yes. And there's actually development to the character. How we're left at the end, you know, he changes. There's something going on, and now we know there's going to be a third one, too, that's going to bring him back into everything. But, yeah, John Wick 2 um, just didn't do what a normal sequel does. Yes. Am I correct? I, yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. Um, and it was it was just enjoyable. And I love the, again, here I am talking about brutality. Um, I love the brutality of it. Uh, it's so fucking hardcore yes it, it's hardcore and you know when i think about that and i think about what we just saw kingsman yeah uh, kingsman it, it's kind of flaccid 
right. when you compare the two. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> oh. Well, no, there was some debate on this one. I know we were chatting about this in the driveway before the show. Um, Raw. Speaking of horror, right? yeah, that was a 2017 flick. Domestic 2017. Domestic 2017. This is an Andrew pick. We're mentioning him a lot tonight. Yeah, but that was one. Are you guys he, like having an affair? Yeah, we're totally fucking sweet. Totally, totally awesome. Hey, totally, each his own. Oh, he's yeah, it's hot. It's great. <laughs> I love it. But uh-huh. he gave it to me at the party. If we had it, you had it here a few weeks ago. He gave Andrew, it to you raw. He gave it to me yeah. raw. Okay. <laughs> raw dog, man. Oh. It was all over with. He gave me a copy and said, "You need to watch this." All right, and you know, speaking of subtitles, right? Yep. Um, glad I did. Different kind of horror. Yeah, did you see this one too, Carl? Yes, Carl? I did. Yeah, did different you, kind of horror. Did you eat while you watched it? No. Actually, I had some peanuts, and I, I had a bowl full of peanuts, and I'm like, yeah. Fuck <laughs> I was eating pizza down here when I watched it. Like <laughs> finger scene. I was like, I. Mm, yeah. Everyone that, ate. That's one of the. I mean, that's kind of one of the. the the points of the film that made it so interesting, though, was there was, you know, like Andrew actually, you know, he he really put it in perspective. You know, it's a coming of age film about cannibalism, right? <laughs> yeah, but there was those details. You know, you, you see cannibal films; they typically are just you know ravenous people chomping away in the jungle. Flesh, you know, but now you have a very domesticated situation. You know, with a, with a with a young girl. You know, uh, innocent girl. I mean, and you see this. That's what, how the film does unravel, you know, along with that girl where she that she unravels, too. Um, but you do see those details, just a little nibbling and things. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. And that that really was hard to watch. Um, but the film's just really cool. I don't really know what how to put my finger on it, but it, it I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah right. I've never seen anything like it before. You know, very different. You know, did I, I, should I say I loved it, loved it, but it's one of, like I said, I'm sticking with that idea here where I don't have to be in love with it to think it wasn't, what, to still not think it was a highlight this year, right? A lot like Mother was. I'm still, I, I think I'm going to go back and see Mother again. I don't want to keep going back to Mother, but I'm going to go see it again, I think, just because I want to take it on one well, more time and try it's going to be one of those that you're going you will definitely start to see it, sign. You know? I'll buy it too yeah, but yeah. you'll see signs of what's re- evolving in the movie by watching it a second but, time but yeah going back to raw that was super cool that was uh you know another horror movie too it's uh, kind of crazy horror wow. it's kind of crazy but i mean that's what everybody's saying is like this year horror has been the biggest thing like even like annabelle creation was a huge huge hit you know the and it was more of a practical effects just straight laced old school haunting movie well here i don't i don't want to step out of turn here but here i'll throw this out there just to kind of change up our 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 pace here sure hacksaw ridge mel gibson was i think that was last year that was last year what yeah Bullshit! I saw. Yeah. The, I looked at my list and it said 2017. Yeah. No, because it was nominated for okay, an Oscar. Okay, okay, edit that out. Then you didn't hear anything from me. Yeah, but it was great. Chris, it's your turn. Yeah, you it was fucker. Cool. It's a cool flick. I'm gonna just say Valerian, even though I'll get bashed. <coughs> <laughs> I love Luke Besson. He, I mean, he can do wrong. Like Lucy wasn't that great, but Valerian, I loved it just for the. The colors. It looked beautiful. And the awesome yeah. effects and the sound design. Yeah, Dane DeHaan was kind of flat, but.
but I still think it took a lot of balls to make a $235 million independent film seriously. And it only made back like 25 million domestically, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it reminded me a lot of the original star Wars. Somebody got fired. Well, I can't fire yourself since it was all independently. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Valerian. And then next, since we're kind of on the sci-fi thing, I would have to say War for the Planet of the Apes. On my list. Yeah. Why? Why is this on our list? I thought it was a great story. I I really did. Um, I I thought that, and this is weird, they brought the human side of the apes Mm -hmm. to it. And um, there was a a lot going on that was, you're seeing one thing on the screen, but what you're feeling in something different, something deeper. So it, it had a lot of depth to it. And I emotionally, I was like blown away by it. Yeah. So did you see it, Scott? You know, I've never been interested. I mean, I, I, okay. And not, I, not that I dislike it, but ever since the original film, mm-hmm. I just never really been that interested in that, that furries. That, <laughs> furries. I just never really been interested in that franchise. It just never really piqued my interest, I guess. I really, the idea is interesting, though. I liked how they basically turned Woody Harrelson into Colonel Kurtz. He many apocalypse now situations going on in the movie. I like the concentration camp element yep. of it. You know, there's a lot of like political relevance yeah, in right. this movie. You know, symbolism is huge. You're different, so we're going to put you in a cage and we're going to fuck? destroy you all. And then, you know, the ending is pretty damn sweet too. So, the visual Perhaps effects I in this movie, with it. you know, I saw the, the trailers for it. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that looks good. The, the ape effects were always great in all of the movies, yeah. but in this one, like they're they look real. They look like they exist in the exact same space as us. Yeah. So, and what was the one ape's name? The one that they found. That was wearing the hat. Yeah. Was it like Bad Ape or something like that? Yes, yeah, something like that. I, I call him Dobby because he, that's would, what he reminded me of Dobby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was so cool. Yeah, it just added like, oh, yeah. we we picked up this loner. Yeah, and you know who saves the day? The loner. You know, really cool movie. All right, I'm I'm going on record. It's official tonight on this show. I I am I have it on my list written down, and I'm going to announce it. Are you ready? Chris, I need a drum roll, please. Okay. Thank you for the drum roll, Chris. Appreciate okay. that. Um, Go. That was pathetic. Yeah. Oh, I sh- I Alien Covenant, I enjoyed it. Really? I enjoyed it. Now, okay, I'll let me put it in perspective, though. Um, in the theater, my initial screening of it, I was like, <sighs> kind of falls flat, right? Uh, bought the Blu-ray set as soon as it came out. Because, I mean, I just that's just my thing. You know, I'm going to buy it no matter what because that's my, some of my favorite stuff, right? Um, there are a lot of, and I may have mentioned this previously on the show too. If I did, I'm sorry. Um, there are a lot of bonus materials in the Blu-ray set that kind of go into some more of this universe, what's happening here. Stuff that you didn't see in the movie um, that didn't peak. I'm like, oh, wow, well, that really does make this film make more sense. However... That's kind of a, a retract, you know, that's kind of subtracting away from how good the, why can't this film stand on its own? Why does it have to have bonus material for it to make it relevant to me, right? 
Go ahead. But why why is it bonus material? Is it because they're trying to cut down into a certain time frame or Well, I know that's what happened so. with Prometheus also. The original cut that Ridley Scott had of Prometheus was two and a half hours long. And they said, We want two hours, you need to chop it down. Right? So and so when the Blu-ray set came out for that, it was the same story. They marketed it. I, I remember this vividly. They marketed it and said, Questions will be answered. And that's how they sold the Blu-ray. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, I'm not endorsing this film, but yeah. Batman versus Superman, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of flack. Now, I saw the Ultimate Edition or whatever it was called, and it had like a half hour extra footage in there. Yeah. It totally changes the tone of the film and and adds in so much missing material. Yeah. That you're like, oh, that's why that happened. Or, oh, right. You know, so I liked it infinitely more in that version versus the theatrical version and i th- and i think that it's because they're afraid to to have audience sit and seek for that long but leave out pertinent material just cut it into two parts and you know be done with it if you're going to be at three hours and you think it's too long i mean i would rather like batman versus superman i like the original cut i i feel there were some pacing issues with it mm-hmm. and then when they put all that other stuff back in it was it was physically repaired from the state that it was in previously yeah but yeah they could have just added all the material back in and made batman v superman one and part two and people would have bought tickets twice just like that franchise and the alien franchise they're really so worried about just the the casual film person that's going to come in and, well, the casual firm, film person only has an attention span of a fly, so we have to cut this thing down fast enough for them to be able to, so they don't get upset and leave the theater. The majority, I think, the demographic you're going for is fans. That's what I was going to say. I mean, the most of the people, like when we saw the Alien Covenant screening, even all the press that was there, they were all huge alien fans it's all people that are really vested in this franchise and for all of them to be shaking their heads there was something wrong in the movie yeah and i can see what you're saying about the bonus material why don't we just have an extended cut then or why didn't they just throw 20 minutes extra into it i mean jesus christ i will sit there for that i would too dude i'm there we saw the kingsman sequel last night and it was two hours Hours and 25 yeah yeah. two hours and 21 minutes long if people are going to sit there how is that how does that work that way i don't know i don't know i I mean mean, it's obviously different people making different decisions and that's fine i accept that but but for an alien movie the mythos is so large don't you want it to be epic don't you want it it's supposed to be epic yes this yes. is an epic. We're, this is a massive story we're dealing with now. We're, we're dealing with you know hundreds of years now of, of you know within this universe of history. Yes. Uh, you know around this creature, right? I could sit there for four hours. Yeah, I could too. I could do it. I could sit there and be like, and I would sit there on the edge of my seat, even in the dull moments, going, "Dude, yeah, 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 yeah." I, you know, why do I have to buy? You know, I got no problem buying a Blu-ray. It's fine. Um, as we know, I think that I'm sure that is the marketing angle too. Like, well, yeah, well, we're going to market it like this. So we can sell Blu-rays of so people who already saw it will buy it. They want the bonus material. I understand that. Um, <laughs> great film. I liked it. I did like it for what it was. I let's take away the bonus material for a minute. I liked. It's a continuation of the story. I think it filled in some holes from Prometheus that people were asking questions about after they watched Prometheus. So I think it did. 
what a sequel to Prometheus was supposed to do. It could have been a bit more, I think. I think a lot. There were. The problem that most people had with the movie, myself included. Well, first off, I'll say this. If somebody enjoys a movie that I don't enjoy, like this wouldn't be on my favorites list. This would probably be on my most hated list. However, the fact that you enjoy it, I like that. I actually enjoy the fact when somebody finds something to love out of something that I don't like because it means there is something there that people can enjoy. There's a lot that I didn't like about it, though. The, you, you know, know the lack of character definition. We have this whole crew of people, and literally, they were just freaking meat. They were meat. Yeah, I've said it before. They were just meat. The majority of the majority <laughs> of them were just meat for these creatures. That's all they were. Um, that kind of bummed me out. But you know, I'm sorry. I don't want. I don't want to riff on the this problem. Night, most but. people had with that movie was that it was marketed as an alien movie, not a Prometheus movie. I wanted more of the xenomorph and I wanted it to feel more like it was connected to the alien universe than the Prometheus universe. And that's kind of how they marketed it. So yeah, that's, I guess really my biggest problem with it. And I was let down in that whole end sequence just felt truncated. Like, Oh, we need to get something in here that feels like it's connected to aliens. It was was almost shot for shot. The same damn thing. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I mean, much different. I shouldn't say shot for shot, but yeah, it did. We we need to put something in here to to merge these two universes, yeah. and that's what they try to do. So next yeah. one I'm going to throw out there is going to be Wonder Woman because as far as comic book movies go, I don't really think you get much better than Wonder Woman. I like the fact that we're finally getting female superheroes, and I wish Marvel would kind of get a little more brave and start doing some female superheroes. So I think as far as DC goes, this was a very brave move for them. Uh, Only thing I don't like about Wonder Woman is that thematically, if you watch the original Captain America movie and Wonder Woman back to back, they're virtually the same film, you know, same political elements, uh, same, you know, kind of backstory, things like that. However, Patty Jenkins did a wonderful job shooting this movie. I love the fact that the action sequence and the the visuals match up with Batman versus Superman very well. Um, the repeated musical themes kind of translate over between those two movies. And Gal, uh, I love you. <laughs> She's so sexy. She is. You know, that woman can be with like no makeup on, just plain as day and that smile will fucking knock you over i had a problem with her initially when she was announced me too to play that role and coming at it from a negative perspective i was blown away by what she brought to it because she didn't fit the bill that i had in my mind and and i blame well anyway i (laughs) i I blame my youth on that so um so I, I, I would say that I was very impressed. And, and when I think about her, I was thinking about Fast and Furious, you know. So I see her behind a wheel, but... Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was I loved the movie. I, I thought it was very well done. And, and I think, okay, it's funny. What I would always say about it is, there you go, DC. If you want a job done right, send a woman, a Wonder Woman, because yeah. she put that franchise back on, on a on a spot where it needs to be to take on Marvel. So um, the biggest thing is going to be what's the follow-up going to be. So who's going to screw it up? 
So, <laughs> you know, and, and all this casting stuff going on with oh. Batman and the Joker and... Oh. You know, we've been trying not to bash DC too much because uh-huh. we were posting like some anti-DC stuff and then we decided to kind of reel it back just, you know, because we kind of felt like, oh, maybe we're being too negative about it, you know, but... Yeah, the whole mix-up with, oh, now we're going to make a Joker movie that's not connected to the DCEU that Scorsese is going to produce, yeah. like with Leo playing the Joker, They can't get out of their own way. They they need to stop and think, and what they need to do is concentrate on the good. What made Wonder Woman so great? Her. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, tell a good and, story. I mean, well, yeah, it's a good story. The action's great. The pacing was really good from front to back. What they need to do is use that almost as a template from here on out because that's what Marvel did. You know, I know we all complain about that, that Marvel does the same thing repeatedly, but it's successful. It works. So maybe DC needs to take a hard look at Wonder Woman and say, hey, you know. Well, D- DC's always tried to differentiate themselves and, you know, oh, we don't want to do the, the light side the way Marvel does. Right. And, but they went in about face with that when it came to Wonder Woman because you, you had probably more humorous scenes in that oh, film yeah. than other movies combined, you know. So yeah. someone's taking notice and, and they get to reap the benefits from that. There's like so much little like hidden humor in Wonder Woman too, like her walking into the dance or the party that's going on with the sword down the back of her dress. And I'm sitting there going like either these people are really stupid or they're trying to like hide some humor in here. Like this chick is so hot. She can walk into this party with the sword shoved down her dress and nobody notices. So that's my two cents on it. She's hot. She's hot. Yeah. That's my point. That was my complaint with He-Man. I'm like, where's he pulling his sword from when I was a kid? (laughs) 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 Adam sword. Here's one that never disappoints. And I was happy to go see this and I'll be, and I, people can say whatever they want. I enjoy these films. Pirates of the Caribbean, dead men tell no tales. That was the one from this year. (laughs) All right. You admitted to me that you just saw that movie. What's wrong with that movie? I've never seen it. I don't. I don't get down with the pirates. You know what? Amber Amber got me into those when you know, she you know she's a pirate fan and she's a yeah. Johnny Depp fan, and she got me into those films. And I was, and I'll admit, I walked into the first one kind of rolling my eyes, but Johnny Depp just plays that character so much. He sells much. it. He sells the shit out of that. It's a lot. Of, those films are fun, man. You know, they're 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 big and they're insane and they're bombastic. Bombastic. They're huge. Um, and you know what? You know, it's a continuation. It's a massive epic story. Yeah. Okay, so there, there's some meat to it also. It isn't just big and dumb and fun. There's a story there. And they resolved a lot of things in Dead Men Tell No Tales that really kind of jerked my tears. You saw this, yeah. Carl. Yes, looks yes. Like. And at the end of that, I my tears jerked a little bit on because I'd seen them all. So I was like, oh, wow, heavy, you know? Um, so there was a lot to love about the movie. I mean, it was fun. And it really was, it wasn't something that I'm like, you know, like we're going to sit here and argue about Analyze. mother for we're going to sit here and argue about mother for the next two right. years. I mean, no, it's it is a story. It is what it is. It's simple, and I just love Johnny Depp. I mean, I love whatever he does. Uh, even his bad movies are good. So that character, I love it. I, it's just fun. I don't know any other way to say it. If you haven't seen it, you should really see it, Chris. But apparently, see, I've that's only just not seen, cool enough for you. So let's no, fucking I've only move seen on. the I've only seen the first one. So. Oh, I they're, stopped. They're fun. I stopped after that. They're fun. 
I don't know. I don't know any other way to say it. They're just fun no, to watch. no. That's good. I mean, again, if you like it, that's great. Pirates, but pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Oh, you knew. It was Why do I even happen. bring these things up here? I just get ridiculed. I know, I know. I just get ridiculed. Okay, Chris. Well, what the hell? What 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 what's Let's what amazing? Carl. What amazing? Fi- okay, Carl. What amazing film have you seen this year? <laughs> Let's. You know, I'm gonna go with something fun that's yeah. not on the top of people's list. Well, I be know. careful, Carl. You might get made fun of by Chris. Though. <laughs> well, that's why I'm, I'm throwing this one out there now, yeah. just because of how the last one went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figure the waters are safe for me to tread. Um, <laughs> Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, I dug that movie. Yeah, I I thought it was it was a lot of fun, and i I liked it. I liked it a lot. You know, they they had fun with that and killing, and in a good way. There I am again with the fun killing, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, and and Sam Jackson he played a role that made you not stand him. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> I'll say that. Did you see that one? No, I did not. Oh, I'm not yeah. a Kong guy either. I've never been a big King Kong fan. I know I'm weird. I was just I'm, gonna. I'm just. I'm refraining now because <laughs> I had another. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Kong Dong on Skull Island. <sighs> Anyways, no, I liked Skull Island though too. Kong Dong. <laughs> Kong Dong Island. It's the porn derivative. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. But uh. I thought the visuals in the movie were great. And again, it had that kind of like 70s apocalypse now, like coloration going mm-hmm. on in some of the scenes. Um, I liked how huge Kong was. Oh, I mean, he was pissed off and pissed from the beginning, you know. And I also like the fact that they did not revisit the origin story again. Yeah. This yes. was its own thing. That yes. did not, you know, oh, they're going to take him back to New York and he's going to climb the Empire State Building, blah, 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 blah. So, no, well, I enjoyed this one. I like the fact that they take it an entirely different direction and a mm-hmm. bigger direction and including what's coming in the future. So, oh, yeah. I, I am I am very interconnected. Exactly. Stoked about that because that's the new thing to do with movies. So, create universes. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're doing with Cloverfield. That's what the, we're gonna be seeing that in a couple. Is it a couple months? Yeah, it should be. There's gonna be called. Uh, oh my god, I had the, I just read an article on this of uh, the next Cloverfield film, which is gonna expand the universe. Same idea. It's the same idea you're talking about. Yeah, much broader type thing. With the, never mind. You 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 can Google it. Baby Move driver, baby driver, baby driver. I didn't see it. Oh, Excellent dude. soundtrack Shit. too. Awesome soundtrack, great action, the acting all around is great. You got Kevin Spacey who never fails. I mean, you can put him in some of these crappy movies he does now, and he always brings it home every time. He was in K Pax. Yeah, he pulled that off. Yeah, and I yeah, like he that made K Pax interesting, and that yeah. was a shitty was a movie. movie. He was so dumb. He made it really interesting though. But uh, yeah, Baby Driver, the action is great right from the first sequence. Yes, you know. it just. Starts off and never stops. Um, John Hamm. Yeah. John Hamm in this movie fucking slayed me because typically he is just your typical corporate slicked back hair, you know, Mr. America. And in this movie, he's down and dirty with tattoos all over his neck and machine John guns. John Hamm? Yeah, from Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the villains in the movie. And, I mean, he's a badass. He's a total badass. They're all badasses. Yeah, really, they, they all really are. are. They are. Can I throw this one out? What's that? 
I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this one yet. I'm going to redeem myself in your eyes, Chris. You'll never redeem yourself. <laughs> Life. Life. Oh, dude, yeah. Life. Yes. See life? Yes, that's all. Yeah, right. all right. Oh, yeah. It's riff. Oh, we're good. That was, when I saw it, that was one of the, they, man, the hype machine was behind that movie. Holy shit. Every minute I turned around, there was a trailer I was seeing for life. Um, so there was a lot of hype behind it. So I will admit when I, when I did initial, when I finally saw it, I, I was kind of like, okay, I don't know. Apprehensive. But I've watched it a couple of times and there is some really amazing shit that happens in that movie. The, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, like the very beginning of the film, there is that one shot, they, could, they call it the one shotter. Or the one, te- they call it the one, one take, called the, the one take, the one, yeah, um, which goes on for like three or four minutes of them just going through the inte- the intestinal like structure of the ship, which is really cool looking. It's a beautiful shot. Um, the special effects were really good. I mean, there's a there's a lot to love about the film. I mean, it's it's really cool. I think the idea was really interesting. It, it made you think, and and you know they. I did do some research on the film, and it, it really was, they were calling it theater noir, a very a film noir type film. Okay. It is not pretty. We all know that. If We've all seen it. It's not a pretty film. Um, it, it, it does throw you for a curveball. It's pretty cool. Lot to love about it, I think. You know, and let's go into, like, a, 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 let's do a sci-fi trilogy type thing here. Because, I, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, we had Life Passengers. Mm-hmm. That was 2017. Um yeah, it was two, that was 2017. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Let's it was. Let's check. Let's just be 100%. I don't want to run my damn mouth here. I wouldn't put Passengers in the best of list, though. I thought it was good. Passengers was... Da, 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 hurry da, up. Da. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Come on, hurry up. That was two, end of 2016. Was it really? Oh, oh damn it. Never yeah. mind then. Yeah, twenty first of December. So it released for Christmas. Okay, so I don't want to do it. I want to do that. Forget well, it. We didn't talk about passengers. Never mind. But it was still in theaters in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Hey, you son of a bitch. Um, right, but let's no, let, let's let that slide. Life was. It was I, cool. I enjoyed it. Did you like it, Carl? Yeah, I liked it. I, I actually liked it more than Alien Covenant. So me too. That's what you said. That Chris, right out of the gate, you're like, this is better than Alien Covenant. I th- There's some truly disturbing shit that happens in that film as far as what happens to people. Um, I think it's almost a tribute to Alien in many ways. You know, being on the in the claustrophobic, you know, small cavernous yeah. spaceship, you know, and having this An unstoppable weird, force, unstoppable force, just basically killing them off one by one. Yeah. It repeated a lot of the tropes from Alien but that's what I liked about it. Yeah. I actually liked that about it. Well, it was what I think people really want on it. And I'll say it. It's what people really want on an alien. It was a film like that. It was all action, more or less. I mean, you have a buildup, which was an interesting buildup. Like, yeah. You know, what are we dealing with here? This yeah. is really cool. The unknown. Um, you know, and it's the angelic properties. Of, it's so cute. It's, you know, it, it had this angelic, you know, flowing... Oh well, how bad could it be? You know, as it, bad as you can possibly yeah, imagine. You, yeah, horrible, right? So, yeah, life was really cool. I really enjoyed that. What about you guys? What else did you I, guys watch this year? Wind River was a phenomenal yeah. film too. That, that was very good. Very slow paced. Taylor Sheridan, who wrote Sicario, Hell or High Water, Hell or High Water, 
Wind River is very similar to Sicario in its pacing also, and I find that a lot with his writing. He repeats a lot of these elements at a very slow pace up to a grand buildup yes. and then a slow-paced ending. Wind River is just a hard dose of reality, Yeah, how hard life can be on the Indian reservation and how they're so separated from society in that things happen out there that we can't possibly imagine you know and it gets into the alcoholism in the drug use but then also the crime element of you know not native americans that are living on these reservations but you know just your everyday joe that's out there working and the bad things that happen and it's very realistic uh, a lot of brutal brutal things happen yeah there's a mystery to it uh jeremy renner Yes. And Elizabeth Olsen. It's like funny. I'm like, oh, we've got half the Avengers here. Yeah. <laughs> but I find that Elizabeth Olsen just keeps like changing and growing as an actress. I remember one of the first screenings I ever went to was for Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. Yeah, which was, yeah. yeah, was her first starring role. And I remember watching her being like, holy shit, like give this chick five years and she's going to be huge. And, like, she's getting there now. She's starting to carry these whole movies. But, yeah, Wind River, I absolutely loved it. My wife saw it with me. She wasn't a huge fan. It was, like, too slow for her. But I like the slow burn. So Yeah, because it was a good story. It was unfolding. It was heading somewhere. And it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't in a rush. Yes. It was a good slow build to it. Absolutely. I got it. Well, go ahead. Who's that? Carl, your yeah, turn. Yeah, I'll go. Um, <laughs> the Book of Henry. I like that movie, and what I like most about that movie, if you have or haven't seen it, I don't know, was the marketing for it, because they held stuff back in the marketing, so you don't know totally exactly what's what you, happening. Yeah, what's, what's happening, and that was nice. And in the movie itself, it was tastefully done, because it deals with a touchy subject, and they don't put it in your face. So you you know what's going on without having to see it. And I think in this case, to stay vague, that's a good thing. But um, I thought it was well-written, and um, I, I liked it a lot. That's cool that you like it, because this movie has been critically yeah. bashed. And I think this was from Colin Trevorrow, mm -hmm. who was going to do episode nine, but got yes. scrapped. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I would like to check this one out, because it has been, unf I mean, it's been, like, run through the ringer critically. Yep. So. Yeah, I was I was disappointed when I when I read reviews. I'm like, how could you not like it? I, I, it was a good story. It was you had characters alike. You had ones to hate, and you couldn't wait for them to to pay their dues. So, I'm gonna have to check it out. We were supposed to do a review of it, and we never did. So I still got to check this one out. Scott, throw one more out there, and then we're gonna wrap this up in a couple minutes. Oh crap! Hang on. I, I, I don't know. I, I you know I I. I, um, I, <laughs> we talked about a cure for wellness. That was at the very, very, very tail end of 2016. I thought, and I kinda, don't remember. I, 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 re, I, you know, I went by my list today, and I, I could have sworn I saw it as in 2017. 
This was a 2016 release. What the, also. Dude, I'm totally dropping the ball here tonight. You know what? I'm done. I don't want to talk to you people anymore. <laughs> Somebody else friggin' figure something Hold out. Hold on. I, I might suck. be wrong. I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, oh, be well, wrong. now you got me all upset. Nope, no, you're I can't. right. February 17th, 2017. I, it don't matter now, Chris. I'm just upset. I can't work anymore. <laughs> no, Limited a run for, 2016. A Cure for Wellness was super cool. That was one of the most, in my opinion, as far as this year is concerned, um, Aside from Mother, one of the most thought-provoking films I've seen, um, and very disturbing. Um, you know, not a, it, it wasn't a horror film. I don't think it was just more of a thriller. I guess you could call it. Uh, but there was just things that happened in that movie that really kind of got under my skin, uh, and I loved it. It was just a, it was a cool story. Um, I, again, some of the things that <laughs> I don't. It's hard to talk about to really. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, <laughs> There's just, you know, drink the water. It's the most wonderful water in the world. <laughs> you know, and fuck, man, you know. And then, you know, when you, if you take that line and go watch the film, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, very, very, dare I say, very Hitchcock-like. You know, there was a lot of Hitchcock in the film. I and mean, we're talking about Twilight Zone and stuff like that. I actually get, got, got hit, was it? Hitchcock. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got that out of the film. It's it was it was very thought provoking as far as the the narrative and the story of the film. So have you seen a cure? Oh, I, I saw it. It was it was it was weird. Man. It was definitely different. Yeah, it was different. It was weird, um, and just some of the characters there just really got under my skin. Just their behavior. So yeah, it reminded me of Shutter Island in many ways. There you go. You yeah, know, that idea too. Where yeah. he goes off to the island, blah, 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 blah. And he looks so much like Leo. The entire time I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh my God, I can't get Shutter, Shutter Island, Island was out very of my extreme, mind. though, as far as like yeah. the, its look. Like it was very directed, very intentional. Like we want it to look this way. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Just the, the, the lightning coming through and the thunder, you, you, you feel that stuff. You know, this was a lot less directed. I, you know, it was a lot less intentional, but I could see that also what you're talking about. The last one I'm going to throw out there really quick is going to be Logan because I really, I really that. dug this cool. movie. It was cool. I liked the way they finally closed out Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, he's played Wolverine for like forever 15 now. years now. I thought yeah, it was, like it was like time to close that chapter on Hugh Jackman playing this character. Ryan Reynolds would disagree with you on that. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds wants him. <sighs> I'm. I'll be honest. I'm so done with these X Men movies right now. They've fucked up the chronology of the stories so bad. There's so much terrible shit going on in these movies. I don't know what, but I did dig Logan. I, did you like this one, Carl, or no? I was. I was okay. I I liked it. I didn't love it because I thought it was. Um, it's one of those ones the second time through I liked it more because I knew what I was getting. Right. Because it was it was dark and much like War on the Planet of the Apes, I was kind of bummed out, you know, but once yeah. I know why I'm bummed out, watching it again, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah all right. So I, I got through my emotions. Yeah. Well, folks, it's another week behind us. We'll be back in a couple we weeks. We close out episode number 63. Yes. So make sure you check out therealgodfather.com. Yeah. Check us out at themoviesleeps.com. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Thanks for, thanks awesome. for the invite. Let's Hell do it yeah. again. We should do it we again We will for do sure. it again for sure. Especially yeah. in six episodes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for our big celebra- end of the world celebration. Yep. Yes. 69. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Go, like, come on, take us home. All right. I don't want to talk to you anymore. We'll see everybody later. Bye. Thanks for coming. Have a good night. Bye, Carl. See you. Bye. Why are we whispering? Stop it. I'm sorry. Bye. This is creepy. It's creepy. Bye. The lights are not even turned off here. Say bye. Say bye. Is that your finger? Yes, it is. Ooh. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.